Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 49 of Utopia to Me with me, your host, Chris Locke. Hey, how's it going? Nice to uh, uh, feel you. I can feel your vibes. I love that you guys have vibes going on. That's nice. Don't ever lose your vibes. Listen to me, my friends. This is such a good, crazy episode for me because the guest is Andy Kindler, the comedic legend. I got to hang out with him, and yeah, I told him the premise of the podcast, and yeah, he actually tried to keep it on track more than I did. But really, I was just in awe hanging out with one of my all-time favorite comedians and favorite peoples, Andy Kindler. So it's just a really fun convo. Um, yeah, while he was staying here in Toronto for a bit doing the alternative show at JFL 42, which, not to humble brag, I I do uh, with him sometimes. And I love it. And it's the best show and, uh, yeah, I've been a fan of his since I saw the alternative show at Just for Laughs like eight years ago. So that was very huge for me. And it might be, uh, 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 it's definitely going to be a huge uh, ear blast for you. See, I didn't say, uh, I bigged it up. After saying it might be, I went definitely. And then I went ear blast. Like, man, don't you want to put your earphones and hear an ear blast with me and Andy Kindler chatting it up and having a good time. Well, then do that, man. You know, whatever, woman. You know, like, do you got, like, rollerblades on? Or how are you listening to this right now? Are you skiing? Oh, I would love it if everybody was skiing in the uh, in a mountain, on a mountain right now, listening to this. And they're like, you know what? This is a big mountain. It's going to take me a while to get down. So I will listen to, that's when I listen to podcasts, on my way down, through the moguls. Ooh, it's tough on my knees. But it's worth it. Feeling the breeze. You know what I mean? Feel the breeze right now as you guys bounce around up and down on moguls, whatever hill you're on with your skis. And just listen to Andy Kindler and I talk about his utopia, but more importantly, a million other things. Uh, so sit back, relax, and enjoy. Are you okay? You're frothing on the ground. <laughs> uh, uh, that's how I describe, I'm described as a beverage. <laughs> frothing on the ground. <laughs> yeah. You're the quickest mind in showbiz. Do you think so? Uh, well, of course. <laughs> it could really help me to say, you're absolutely right. <laughs> Nobody's quicker than me. Nobody's funnier than me. Nobody has more heart than me. Nobody has more pizzazz. Yeah. Nobody has more get up and go. Yeah. And this is the kind of thing you're talking about. In the moment, baby. That's the thing. In the moment. I know you're trying to drink me. It worked. No. I. Uh, By the way, how many hits does this get? How many hits? This is good. This, no, no, no. This I mean, is Canada like, good. But I mean, like, because I'm used to, I don't do any podcasts and I don't get uh, 100 million downloads per second. We're just over 100 million. Whoa. Per second. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, you know how they found water on Mars? Uh, through podcasts? <laughs> yeah. Through how many hits it was getting? No, I'm just saying they also found people that like this podcast on Mars. <laughs> uh, I don't drink coffee because it makes me too hyper. Even green tea makes me hyper. I have a hyper brain. Oh, that's so interesting because I can't operate without being hyper. Yeah, I, I know. I mean, I can't operate down. <laughs> well, the thing is, is like people think I'm chill, but my brain is really always bothering me. So that's pretty amazing. So when you get up in the morning, like, so you don't have any problem with being too tired or anything like that, or, or that's another thing. No, I do. It's my like my body sucks. My brain is the one that's going. Just can't stop. Yeah, my body wants to sleep. 
But you get up at you get up and well, in the morning you say I got it, I got him up and at him. Are you bright eyed no. and bushy tailed? No, I'm not. What about you? I'm not a morning person. So you wake up worrying is what? You, oh, oh, I see. You're not a morning person. No. But once you're, I see. If I got up, I'm almost my body's programmed. Get that coffee into you, which now yeah. of course I back the right horse because coffee is unbelievably good for you. Is it? Yeah. It's Are they saying par- that? Absolutely. It's great for Parkinson's disease. Uh, it has many antioxidants, but you can't. It's what about everybody's black tea? metabolism is the same. That's the thing. I mean, everybody's metabolism is different. is different. So I know what you meant. something makes you jittery, don't do it. It makes me jittery yeah. to the max. I have. I have stress runs in my family. We're all freaks, worries, oh, rewards. Okay. Yeah. See, my my wife is more that way too. So she she could get nervous. Does from, she do green tea? She does a no. She does black tea because it doesn't have much cash. That doesn't bother her like black tea. Yeah, yeah. But uh, and even she likes coffee sometimes. But uh, the thing is, is that uh, coffee has antioxidants in it. I think I said that twice. <laughs> I think I forgot what I was going to say. It's got a lot of antioxidants. I forgot what I was going to say. I'm pro-oxidant. This guy knows yeah. what I'm talking about. <laughs> I just talked to a random person outside. Uh, I should say then we're sitting at the Pantages Hotel. With Andy Kindler. It's exciting. Um, it's show busy. Quickest, funniest brain in the biz. The bet just voted by my own mind <laughs> as the greatest and most sexual comic. That's not good. <laughs> Sexy comic. Sexual's not, no, no, nothing to brag about. I'm humping a table as we speak, ladies and gentlemen. Andy Kindler, the going world's blue. most sexual comic. And I'm going blue. I'm going Are blue you? today. Yeah, I saw you open the alternative show the other night by saying you're going blue. I love I know. that. It's so edgy. I went blue on your show. You are... I, I don't see how you went blue. What did you do? I said the effort a few times to emphasize uh, You know what's interesting was that I went through a phase where I would say, uh, it's not interesting. Never preface anything that's not interesting <laughs> with. You know what's fascinating? Here's a great story. Here's yeah. a funny story. Uh it used to bother, not bother me, but I was very, I was very, not because I'm a prude, but I was very conscious when people would say fucking, 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 fucking. Yes. And I noticed the other night, like I noticed that you were saying that it did not bother, it's funny you said it because I noticed it did not bother me at all. Hopefully there was a cloud of irony to it to a degree. Yeah, you were, it, like, it doesn't even, like I know there was like you were into some r- uh, riff or something, but it just, it, for some reason it did not, it was perfect. But my emphasis is hopefully absurdity instead of actual anger. Well, the thing about it is I also think that's why they they say you can't make rules or because yeah. sometimes it, you know. But I've tried to be clean for the most part and then I'm actually going through a phase right now where I'm very stressed and it's more freeing to be uh, cr- yeah. a little crass. I have Isn't that weird? Uh, oh. Well, no, I understand that because I've been on stage some nights and I've gotten into f- fucking this and fucking that. But yeah. uh so it's totally uh, totally I'm 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 on board, Andy on board. <laughs> but uh, I I noticed early on when I started comedy that if you did uh, say fuck you or fuck this, that you got uh, oh, can you curse on this? Yeah, yeah. Uh, that you this did, is a real thing. This is it. This, this is, is real life. Talk. Yeah. To me, it was almost like uh, it, it's like the word butter. Like I think it's Billy Connolly, one of these comics who uses it every other word. Yeah. To me, it's like butter, 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 butter. Right. Like hearing the same. But like the way you're doing it the other night, it was like that's what the mode you were in. I just wanted to be live. Yeah, it's not written. Like I don't write that word down into my jokes. Well, you're bringing sexy back. That's the thing. You're the sexual, most sexual comedian, and, and I'm you're trying the, to yes. I'm just trying to bring it back for everyone else. There were a lot of women sitting next to me, mostly my wife, and they were like, <laughs> uh, they were like, I can't concentrate. There was a rumor so that at, there was a rumor that at the alternative show on Wednesday, your wife tried to kiss you. 
You know, <laughs> is that true? There was a rumor at the alternative you like being show. Like a celeb and having rumors about you like that. You know what the thing is? No, she does. She would, does, wouldn't do that because she's like. Uh, she first of all, she doesn't like me uh, like sexually. <laughs> You know, my, I'm not saying I'm gay, but my wife's name is Mrs. Beardley. Song, song, blue. Everybody knows one. Oh, can't sing. You can't sing because we can't get yeah, the rights. Sing. Are you bringing out cards for my no, because stupid what, podcast? What was oh, was that? Mark Little on tonight? Uh, what's that? Was Mark Little on tonight? No, he was on there? last night. Ah, oh, nice. He's so funny. Yeah. Everyone is... You're writing down Mrs. Beard. Mrs. I actually, it's a bit I do, but I, I wanted brilliant. to not forget it. Be forgotten about it. Okay. Uh, well, I uh, before we get into talking about your Utopian world, I do want to say some of the stuff I already said to you in your face over the years anyways, but I've been wanting to get on the Just for Laughs alternative show that you've hosted since I was a little voodoo child. <laughs> <laughs> like, how old would you say? In real life, like uh, 26, 27. Wow. And I'm 37 now. When did you start comedy? Uh, 22, but I did sketch and improv for the most early years. And we'll be back with When Did You Start Copley? Yeah. After these messages. <laughs> it's the world's shortest podcast. <laughs> Where Chris Locks here today. It's 65 degrees downtown Toronto if you're into Celsius. Uh, get a job. And uh, Chris, wah, um, The whole podcast is me going, um, 2001. 2001. Good night, everybody. 2001. <laughs> that nailed it. Yeah. Uh, so that's really you, cool, though, yeah. that you wanted to be in that show, and uh, and that's cool that you're on the show. Yeah. The first one I saw, Sean Cullen was on it, and uh, oh, man. Reggie Watts, and it was just bonkers, and uh, of course, you were the best. And uh, I used to call it bonkers, and then they said, <laughs> Andy well, I used to describe bonkers. it, I said, it's bonkers with a Z. Yeah. Well, no, it's which no, is I, actually more Montreal flavor than they like. They get that. Well, I'm bad at taking compliments. I mean, I think what you're saying is that I'm really responsible for your career, but I'm very bad at taking comp- <laughs> compliments. So obviously, obviously, ever since I, I saw you on Doctor Katz, I was like, "How do I get to be a cartoon?" You're too for a second? young. You're too young to see me on Doctor. I know. Cats. I saw it. Oh, I you're old. It. I'm dying. Really? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm older I'm than you. I'm dying up here. I'm older than you. I'm dying up here. Yeah, how old are you? We don't want to go there. My wife says, please, please. Well, I can order off of the Denny's 55 and over menu. You're like, what, 36? Yes. I'm 37. <laughs> I'm 34. Aww. Are you really 37? Th- yes. No, I'm way older than you. Still. Still. <laughs> the worst compliment ever. Oh, you're older than me, but still. <laughs> you're not dead. You're still getting around. You still have your wits about you. You can still remember your... Quote air quotes act. <laughs> I wish the people could see how many air quotes you just did. Oh man! But yeah, we're sitting out a window. Isn't that nice? I like it because you can see out the window. I, I would hate it if it was boarded up. Yeah, I think I brought that up because three years ago, when we first started this podcast, you said that guy knows what I'm talking about, and I just want the people listening to know that there was a man who walked by the window. Yes, <laughs> because that's how I roll. Hey, lady, uh, why don't you get a, a bigger shawl? I'm going to do insult comedy, and they can't hear us. For those of you listening at home, a lady was wearing a big shawl. What a loser. (laughs) What a loser. Oh, what are you, cold? Boy, (laughs) she's not going to come back after that one. Yeah. Ooh, why don't I wear a shawl? They blow in the wind like Batman capes. Yeah. Get a jacket. I get it. You have a shawl on. (laughs) What's the matter with me? Get your shawl out of my face. Hey, get your your shawl on. See, that's what... (laughs) So you think you can put your shawl on? So you think you can put... Hey, 
Uh, I think we've accomplished a lot so far. I, a utopian world to me would be me and you bantering back and forth. Most people listen to this podcast when they're in, when they're in a sensory deprivation tank. Sensory deprivation. That's how I felt when I first saw Carrot Top. <laughs> Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> Larry the Carrot Guy. Hey, sensory deprivation. You know what Dennis Miller does now? Humor deprivation. <laughs> what do you think? Uh... I hate him. Is Larry the Cable Guy a real oh. man? No, he's not a real man. He's a he's a well, the first hologram hologram comic. <laughs> him and his okay. name is Dan Whitney. Yeah, he's from and, and you know, so. Do the, you think it's weird that he doesn't sort of do the wink that it's sort of a lie to ha- half his audience? What are you saying? It's not a lie. It's a uh, uh, like because it's a character. It is a character. But does everyone know that? Uh, I think most people who love him probably don't or they. Interesting, right? They don't probably think of it that much. What would you do if you got Excuse to this me, point I in your cupped. comedy career and you were like faking? I am. I'm not Jewish. <laughs> I uh, my first stand-up name was Neil Nazi. <laughs> Neil, like neo-Nazi, Neil Nazi. Yeah, and I did a completely different act. It was. Did you uh, know that joke before? Or did you just make that up now? I think I've done it before. God, I love it. But it just came up now. <laughs> Neil Nazi. Nazi. Yeah, I've done that before. <laughs> Uh, everything I, I'm, I'm reading from a script right now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's out the window. We're all reading from a script, man. That's the thing. That's why in my utopian society, <laughs> hey, I'm on the, I'm on the Chris Lott, say, what's your idea for utopian, you want me to do some station ideas? Yeah. Hey, you're listening to Chris Lott. What's up with the utopian society every day on the podcast network? When you did that face, you looked like your Bob's Burgers character. Well... This is, it is, this you, is right? a semi-interesting story. Yeah. That they had to make that character... I want all semi-interesting stories. They had to make that character look less like me. Is that true? Yes, because they would not want me, rightly so, to sue them to say, we're good, we're good. We're doing karaoke. Uh, <laughs> uh, we wouldn't want... Uh, what was my joke that I was going with? <laughs> You to sue them for your own likeness? Oh yes, and that would be rightly so. There's no would be no reason. Yeah. Well, first of all, but I would, you'd sue I would more out of case. embarrassment uh, because I'm not attractive. You see, this is the type of thing that I was told that these in-your-face Toronto podcasts are like. <laughs> you know, you, this in-your-face Canadian thing. It's this is like, in-your-face Canadian-style comedy. Would you be embarrassed by the way you looked as a cartoon? Well, I have to tell you that you... Is that Opie and Anthony enough for you? <laughs> I have to say to you that I'm very much like you, but uh, in terms of apologizing for everything. Yeah. But that was very Canadian, how you came in here with, oh, I don't want to... Uh, yes. Because we had to plug in under a carpet. Yeah, that's true. For you guys, well, what happened was... We're assuming now for you guys who are wondering. None of them were wondering. <laughs> no one cares. They turned it off when they heard I was Jewish. <laughs> Neil Nazi? Neil Nazi. They were like, they thought Neil Nazi was on. Because I lead with a photo before I say who it is. Oh. So some people start listening just by the photo. Photo. So some of your old fans would be like, oh, Neil Nazi's on. What do you mean old fans? That's like, insulting. from a few years ago. No, you mean because I'm old. Because the people who, who like my comedy brush their... you the, said your name, they Neil use Nazi. Murder, She Wrote Toothpaste to brush their teeth. That joke I've done He's before, He's literally too. now just turning and playing to the people on the oh, street look that at it. can't it's the gang of It's the gang of three. Now, that insult comedy can work with anybody. <laughs> the people walking down the street, hey, it's the gang of three. You know what I like about your podcast visual humor is the people at home can just imagine any three people. Again, they've clicked it off. If they didn't click it off with the Jew thing, they clicked it off when I said they were clicking it off. 
is like suggestive. <laughs> yeah, why am I listening? Yeah, this is like one of those uh, weird podcasts you listen to when you go to sleep and you learn like a different language, except you oh. teach them to turn it off in their sleep. <laughs> is it true that subliminably, subliminably, underneath every podcast, you're saying drink Coke, drink Coke? Y- um, drink not Coke. mine. Pepsi, drink yeah, Pepsi. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, what's up with... Uh, you want me to do some uh, my classic Canadian material? Hey, what's up with this poutine? What is it, a little fatty? It's a little fatty, right? Hey, what's uh, Hey, let me get this straight. It's like, a, why don't you put gravy on your gravy? Do you know that if I kill in Montreal by saying the word poutine, I feel sad for a whole day after? I know, it's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. Did you know I've that... I've never had anything funny to say about poutine. It's just... Uh... Because you, as soon as you see it... And you and you experience it. You've already you know what uh, all the jokes could be. Hey, it's yeah. gloppy. What is this? What is this? Uh, what was it? Is it? Is it a glop celebration? One time, I uh, made a joke about wearing like wearing a balaclava and eating it and getting the gravy what on the mouth wearing? part. The face mask, the ski mask. What do you call it? A balaclava. Is that Canadian? Why do you say that? That's not <laughs> is a that word. Canadian? Is it French? Uh, it's balaclava. Right. Okay. No, that's probably Italian. All right. It means and, beautiful clava. And why were you saying that? Oh, it does mean that. I don't know. <laughs> but why were you saying it? Because uh, I was wearing the ski mask. Oh, well, so I made no a joke about it. Yeah, and then I eat the poutine. I get a gravy all over the mouth part of the mask. See? Small chocolate. That's a different take. Yeah. The thing about poutine I like is I like most of my f- food to be congealed. Congealed, <laughs> folks. <laughs> working, to the, working to the outside. I don't see any difference Can you, between... Okay, even if there wasn't a microphone here right now, right. would you say a joke and stare at a stranger? Yes, I would. <laughs> yes, I would. I hold my, I'll hold my pen. I hold my phone. Do you? I, I no, but do you do seriously it. walk around all day no. telling jokes of people no, walking very, by? I'm, uh, contrary to uh, the rumors, I'm very well-adjusted. <laughs> But no, the thing about can, it is, yeah. the thing about it is that I kind of don't see the difference between this set I'm doing here for these people who can't see or hear me really, than my normal shows. Yeah. <laughs> when you're on Twitter and you're very like, kind of like railing against, angry. Yeah. Are yeah. you really angry, or are you yes. just chilling in your house? You're very angry. Oh no, I don't believe it. No, I am angry. Well, yeah, there like are Piers Morgan or at, uh, yeah, at people who like Bill Maher, who's a racist. No, he's yeah. a bigot, I guess, not a racist. Yeah, and you are really pissed Very and you're angry. going for it's it. A, it's a bad thing. No, that's a good American thing. Canadians are too passive-aggressive. Well, some people, you know, here's the thing. Or I shouldn't generalize, but I am. Well, people use Twitter differently. Yeah. And my thing is, is that uh, I have to accept that people are going to see me. I have to accept emotionally that people are going to see me more strident. And sometimes I do mod, mod, uh, what's it called? Modulated or whatever. I do try to, yeah. if I see I'm doing it too much, and uh, uh, then I try to stop. And, and then yeah. people have pointed out to me, uh, Andy Levy is a, is, a, is, a, is, a, is a good friend of mine. He's a very great tweeter. Yeah. And he, got, he said one day, please, can you please stop putting a, a dot before your replies? Because it was driving him crazy, and I got my feelings got hurt at first, but then I realized he was right. I, don't, I was into this whole thing like everyone has to see this reply. Oh right, yeah, and but it's ridiculous. It's very yeah, because then it becomes another level, right? Of yeah. like why you're making the point. There's one to make the point, and then there's one for to, to people to see you making the point. Right, and so now what I do is if I really want everyone to see it, uh, then I will uh, uh, copy the link to the tweet, and hopefully ten years from now when I'm dead. <laughs> That won't be my last words. 
uh, when you uh, I was tell, just thinking. Every tell, time you're always explaining. Yeah. When you really start admitting to people how much you think about social media, don't you feel so silly? Well, I feel that it is. I mean, it's important for our careers, obviously, and it's good that we know how to maneuver and use it and all that stuff. But don't you feel weird at the end of the I day? I feel weird because the thing is, is I do have ADD or ADHD or whatever the thing is. Yeah. And so, uh, and I don't know about you, but for the first 30, 40 years of my life, I never, nobody wanted to get in touch with me. And then all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah, that's like me. I got Facebook messages and i have texts and i have emails so for example it's very likely i could forget that you emailed me yeah because and there's no and so far someone wrote an article about how these phones really aren't that smart smartphones because you shouldn't have to make a list of the, uh, your favorite things or you li- the phone should be able to take in the information like a computer and figure out what your priorities are so but right now I need an organizing person. Right. It's just kind of a glowy organizer that you're still using but like do you any have the old same... Rolodex or calendar. But do you still have the... Exactly. But do you yeah. still have the same problem like you where you more like uh, you don't let your stuff build up? I uh, I remember that I have to reply to someone in the middle of nowhere, like way late, too late. Do you, do you, do you drop the ball like me? Yeah. Yeah. And Especially then... because Facebook messages, texts, Twitter, private messages, emails... Uh, and then you, and then with the phone, you check them while you're walking, so you don't just write it down somewhere or get back to them then. Yeah, and then it's gone. It's literally now. I recently I got. An, I'm not just saying this because I'm sponsored by them, but I got an iPhone 6s. Thank you. I just got a free one just by saying that. <laughs> and uh, I and I wanted, and they gave me. They were doing a deal where uh, they gave me three hundred dollars for my phone. Three hundred dollars. So. I did, and I thought everything was backed up because I synced it at home. Yeah, but I, I didn't realize I hadn't synced my texts, so I lost like a year of texts. Whoa! And I actually feel okay. Oh yeah, like <laughs> you know, it was out of relaxed? my control. It was out of my control. Yeah, and I can What am I going to do? I, I I keep going back to. I save it and I go back to these things. And I don't. sometimes when a problem like that happens and you freak for a sec, don't you kind of feel relaxed after when you realize, hey, who cares? That's what I did. I felt yeah. like free. Except one person, I think, was saying that they had a knife to their throat, and if I didn't respond to them, so you know, you, you know, know what, I would still feel relaxed. My bad, my bad, <laughs> my what bad. That knife guy, you just tweet him again. He something a month later. Yeah, in a utopian world. Yeah, let's go. Let's I would have an assistant. <laughs> That's a, is that going to be your whole utopian world? I'm um, not. No, well, there'll also be. Let's change some things. You can make up your whole world, whatever. It doesn't even have to be Earth. Well, you know, my friend uh, Larry, who you don't know, and the cable he's, guy, he's very big. That's right. No, <laughs> um, he, uh, his brother, who's very funny, yeah, uh, pointed out the Burger Brothers. He pointed out that uh, his quote was, "Everything in the world is getting worse except coffee." So, in my utopian world. Has already. Does he work for coffee? No, no, no. Okay. Oh, you mean for big coffee? <laughs> <laughs> My utopian world has is already here because the coffee right now, uh, with the what they call third wave, where it's roast. You you have the roast date on the bottom of the bag and yeah. they're whole beans. Yeah. It is the greatest experience. Like I have cream in this coffee right here. I don't normally have cream. Yeah. But only on lower grade coffee do I have cream. Is that true? Is this hotels? It's okay. This Pantages is okay. Hotel, everyone. No, no, no. It's actually it's actually <laughs> good coffee. But you know, 
coffee that see what happened was everyone. No, but you're like you have your spots in L.A. where you yeah, go and they're, and they're your... getting more and more and more. So there's a part yeah. of the world that's just getting better, and food is getting better. Yeah. So that part of the utopian world so is already this here. Planet Earth, as we know now, is catching up to your utopian ideals already. It's is this world is ca- is catching up to my very high expectations. <laughs> I'm sorry that people have, are killed in genocides, <laughs> but I just simply cannot have Whenever over-roasted you... <laughs> coffee. That's when you wake up in the me. morning sometimes and look at the news, you go, catch up, people. Catch up, people. People. Oh. oh. You know what I say when I say when I watch the news often? Someone will say something, I'll say, au contraire. <laughs> au contraire. Yeah, like Piers Morgan or something. You're like, au contraire, oh, mon Morgan. frere. That Piers Morgan. You know what Mon Frere means? What's that? You know what Mon Frere means? My bro- my my friend. My brother, yeah. My brother? Au contraire, Mon Frere. Au contraire, Mon Frere. <laughs> uh, 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 Piers Morgan has a certain je ne sais quoi. <laughs> I study I French. Th- I don't know him that well because I don't watch. Oh, if to know I saw him, if on, you like, did know him, you'd hate his guts. I saw him on. Uh, like years ago on Donald Trump's TV show, The Bachelor. Yeah, or, no. didn't that make you sick? <laughs> I guess it's a, not the Celebrity Bachelor. Apprentice. He's a, he, but I was like, this guy has moxie. <laughs> but that's all I read. Well, that's when he went up against. Who did he go up against that year? And I saw with, him have Alex Jones on his show once. I saw a clip of that, and really? that was very funny. So what happened? Alex Jones didn't let him talk. He was screaming uh, all his. Um, Paranoid stuff. On the Alex Jones show or on the Pierce Morgan show? On Pierce show? Morgan. Oh, yeah. He's, I almost said Pierce Brosnan. It just shows you how ridiculously... Well, I don't want to use the words. It's so ri- ridiculous. Because a, a comic friend of mine who's a very brilliant guy explained to me how all these words like stupid and moron and idiot all come from psychological tests. Yeah. The, like the guy, one of the first psychology guys, he rated people based on... So they're on, official labels? No, they're actually, many of them are based on uh, medical conditions, like pinhead. Yeah. is an actual medical condition. Or imbecile is based on what they would call... So, I mean, Wait, those is pinhead the person, like, remember that old movie Freaks? I never saw, I'm afraid oh. to see it. Is it a scary movie? You know what I'm talking about, though. I know that movie. The freaks from the. It's very. There, old. I'm sure there's a pinhead. In that but they movie. have the skinny heads that go up into a, a cone-like right. shape. And calling him a pinhead. So when you call someone a pinhead, it's kind of wrong. But yeah. now I can't stop it though because the more I think about it, I don't think people when they say stupid related to some. It's like, in other words, if you, it's like someone calling someone like uh, Ricky Gervais got in trouble for calling someone uh, in England Mongol. You know, it's like Mongoloid. Yeah, so it's like. Yeah, because they're mixing up people right. who come from China, so it's a whole it's thing. Derogatory, and that's the thing. It's like that's why I, ne- I never came from the generation of, that used retard. I just never used that word. Oh yeah. So and I and, then, and when I hear younger people do it, I I uh, I kind of give them a break in a way because I don't like to be in people's face. Yeah. But to me, the reason why I don't think you should use the word retard is because it's become a negative. Yeah. So that's why the people. Don't want to be referred to as Where something. It used that to everyone... be a term of endearment. Well, no, it used to be the guy, this brilliant friend of mine explained to me that all these you words all these get poisoned. Was the, the same, same guy? Is, is it I, James? I forgot his name. I mean, uh, Larry Burger. Larry the Cable Guy. <laughs> these words become poisoned. So when yeah. re- retard was actually a good, you know, the word that was used, yeah, because it, it got a, a poisoned term, yeah. by people using it. That's what happens. That's right. Well, the, the words are so. Uh, yeah, it's so dangerous these days to just throw out any word. 
Uh, yeah. Uh, I actually asked my wife the other day, I was like, can I say the word demented? Like, even the word right. demented, I was like, I know someone would get mad by that. Well, like, I, um, my brother's demented. You know yeah, what I see, mean? See, that's, that's an example <laughs> of a word. I don't know. Is it okay? I don't think uh, probably, but yeah. it won't be. Like in a couple of years. I got a, not in trouble on Twitter, but people thought I was being too sensitive because I said, describe someone as like insane or pathological. I was like, is it okay to use that word? Are there people yeah. who are, I forget what the word was. Yeah, I don't like, think it's wrong to be sensitive, but I think, of no. course, everything can go too far. Yeah. Because you have to express yourself. True. And then sometimes you say bad words when you're expressing yourself, but the major message got out. You know? Yes. So let the guy get the message out. Then he can apologize for the words he said after. Or lady. Who's he? Just the bad guy that says all the dumb words. <laughs> but maybe had a good message. <laughs> well, Larry. yeah. Larry. Exactly. We're talking about Larry the whole time. Well, a lot of people don't know that the word. But the thing is, the, the resistance is what I find horrifying in a way. In other words, like people, like that whole thing that caused that Jerry's, oh, I won't get, well, this will take us away, so I won't get into it that much. But the whole Jerry's. No, I like Seinfeld, this, because that was your state of the industry thing this year, was mostly Jerry, right? It was mostly Jerry, because I love, and I love Seinfeld, and I love the show Seinfeld, and I love Jerry, and I loved him until this event. But I had I, a counter idea to your point, yeah. though, and I really loved your point. But you say your point now. Uh, my point is, is that um, uh, because Jerry Seinfeld, he did this thing where he said the guy's checking his iPhone. They, they look like he's a gay French king. Oh, you know, it's yeah. like, and it's not even like people booed him or they got up and left. Right. He didn't get the usual for five seconds. He didn't kill on stage. Yeah, and then he started this whole movement. He said uh, he doesn't. Be, he said I don't play colleges, but I heard they're bad. And then everyone's like, "See, Jerry's not getting colleges." So I, my whole re- objection was that nothing had happened to him. Nothing yeah. negative has happened to he him. Just he, to yeah, he just reacted to bombing for two seconds. So, two seconds. so my yeah. point is. You we're going to have to accept that certain things are not going to be funny one day. For example, yeah. there are transgendered people, yeah. and it's not going to be funny at some point just to say, oh, what do you, uh, nice to see you back in men's clothes, which was a vaudeville joke. Right. right. So right. what's your counter-argument to that, you racist <laughs> pig? <laughs> no, I just, no, the, no, you're right about the gay French king thing. I forgot about that point. No, but the point is, is like, everybody was saying that, like, he doesn't do colleges, right? You said that's that. That's what I said. I think that's super funny, and I do agree with you. But he also does talk to comedians in his car all the time when they go to get coffee. But that's my that was my <laughs> my argument was my counterpoint is his web series. Yeah, but my point is, who, yeah. who are the uh, who are these people? <laughs> who are all these people? Who are these like, yeah. who are the people that he's talking to? Yeah. Are they hacks? Yeah. That he just happens to like because he's uh, the king of show business. So it's yeah. like, what's the source? Tell me the source. No, I ultimately no. Agree I'm not arguing with you. I'm saying, tell. But, but I know I, what you're saying. I, but I think he could have talked to a comedian who a few younger guys that said, "Yeah, colleges are tough these days, Jerry." And he was like, "Okay, good to know." And then he drove away in like some sort of helicopter hybrid. But the way he launched into it on that original show with Colin Cowherd, which was a sports guy, yeah. he could tell he was wound up and ready to go. And then he th- and then the thing I thought was disappointing, he throws his daughter under the bus. Yeah, he was like 14. Yeah, he throws yeah. his daughter under the bus and he, they say, he goes, I'll give you a perfect example of why college is a bad... My daughter. Well, first of all, your daughter's not in college. <laughs> and he says, my daughter comes home one night, and my wife says to my daughter, you know, maybe one day you'll start to stay in the city more. Because blah, blah, blah. And she goes, Dad, that's sex- sexist. And I'm like, she doesn't even fucking know what sex. It's like you're yelling at your daughter and your stupid, to make your stupid point. We don't even know what your daughter said. 
Maybe yeah, and she, like, yeah. here's the thing: we don't even like. What car are you in at the time? What car is she in? Right. <laughs> but you know, it's like. <laughs> Do you picture the whole family driving around in different cars, yelling at each other? Well, like, I don't know. I would be horrified. I think it's horrifying that that uh, I, I would I would be so angry at my parent my parent for bringing me into a national discussion and making me look like you know trying to make me look like an idiot. Good point. Yeah. That yeah. Would, that as, at that age you would be horrified. I really would be. And you I would, and, and, and he's he's something's wrong with him in terms of My parents of, did that? <laughs> yeah. As of 14, I would have pierced my lip. <laughs> I would have pierced my Morgan. <laughs> Boom. See? I love it. All right. Larry told us that. So my utopian society, you know the thing yeah. that, I, that uh, 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 okay, your utopian I'm the, society. And these and these podcasts, I'm the guy who has to bring it back. Yeah, around. well, because we just get the we now. I'm saying I'm like Lucy everybody Goosey. else, Lucy Goosey. We get loose goose, but then also you. So impressed to be around I me. Can't believe it. How did it impressed. happen? I'm super impressed. The whole time I'm thinking, can I be as quick as Andy? It has my mission statement's way gone. You just proved you couldn't with that statement. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, don't try and snow the... My friend once uh, told me, I love this, maybe it's an expression, but he said he lied about why he was late to work, and his boss said, look, don't snow the snowman. I love that. Oh, <laughs> that's really good. That's really good. Do you, are, you, are you friends with Sean Collin? I love Sean Collin. Me too. The other day we did a show here in Toronto, a radio show called The Debaters. and he I've w- done that one. Oh, yeah? At uh, Montreal sometimes. Yeah, yeah. They travel it around. We did this one in a small, uh, small town called with Brampton. Steve, Steve Patterson. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I hadn't seen him in a long time. And I, I, he's, an, he's another quick, fast guy that I love, looked up to all, all the time. And uh, he was on last night. We were in the green room just joking. And I was like, damn it, you know, because I haven't seen him in so long. I was like, every time I'm doing stuff and I think, oh, I'm getting close to being as Sean Cullen good, there's no, there's no way. Yeah, and I see uh, him in real life. I'm like, damn it. Well, that's what I think You're makes you. You're one of those you guys to me, make, too. Well, but that's the thing. is like you probably, it's hard for you. You know, the thing about life is, like... If you get too egomaniacal, the reason why you don't want to get egomaniacal is because you can get egomaniacal. Anyone can, right? Yeah. So in other words, but in my moments of clarity, I know that there are things I do on stage that I'm very, very proud of. It's like yeah. there's nothing to argue about. I really am proud of it. I know, And when it's on, it's on. Of course, sometimes you look back on it and it's not as good as it felt when it was going on. And sometimes you look back at stuff that wasn't that – and it looks better. But yeah. – um, but uh, and but the thing is sometimes you, uh, the, but you you know it's important not to get full of yourself, but it's also important to know to realize what you're doing. So that's yeah. the thing about Sean Collins. That's what makes comedy so great is we can't do what Sean Collins. Yeah, does. I know. I can't do what you do. Yeah. Even though I'm far more accomplished, <laughs> much bigger in the business. I don't live in I don't live in Canada. Yeah. Well, I had like a blast. What if someone took to me seriously? Please, Podcast Evil. I'm playing a character. He actually talked to the uh, podcast machine. recorder right now. <laughs> talk, to the, talk to the Zoom machine. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, did. I had an amazing time at your show on Wednesday. That and was then I was in Mississauga last night oh. to 20 uh, steel workers that thought I was an alien. You never know. No, that that part. You know. Oh, that's what I was actually going to say. Is you, yeah. What you never know is like I know I can do certain things on stage, but I know that I could feel good before the show. I could feel bad before the show, yeah. but I could never. You never can predict how no. well you're going to do. Can you give me a piece of advice on on recorded history so I can have it? Yeah. Because you know I've done your show over the years many times. You know, in your opinion, at least you think I'm funny. 
hilarious. What, what do I do about my issue that I can't shake about rural and suburban clubs? Do you ever shake it? Uh, because you know you get urban, you get hip, you get like Lucy Goose in the city, and then you go to the cl- like a club where they don't know you, and it's fine. It's usually okay, but that's, there's two that's parts. A weird mental hang up with me. There's two parts to that. The one, the first part is that if you, if I've if, like I've watched so many comedians come up, so I see so many. So if you are a comedian, I've seen comics who just came up in the alternative scene, yeah. but they didn't do what you do than what I did, which is play every kind of club. I, I, yeah, it's not always bad, but it's always in my head. You know what I'm saying? Well, no, what's, what's in your head? Like the rural clubs and the stuff like that, it's not always a bad time. Sometimes right. it's great, but I can't shake it in my head that it's probably going to be bad. Well, the, the, the thing about it is, is that to be able to become, And sometimes it's bad. And sometimes it's bad. <laughs> to be able to... to uh, I'm very bad, so I'm the worst person to say, uh, just uh, b- give them a chance. Because I will a lot of times <laughs> assume things that are not true about the audience. Yeah. And sometimes, but you can't, comedy has to find its own audience. It can't be, like Seinfeld, that's another thing about Seinfeld. He said so many ridiculous things over the years. When One of the things he used to say was, and now he blames the crowd. Mm-hmm. But he used to say, if you're a good comedy, you can play for any crowd. That's, that's what, wrong. I know. That's wrong. I don't agree with that. There's no reason that you should have to have an act that appeals to those people who don't like what you're talking about. Yeah. But you need the experience under your belt. But ultimately, I would think you'd want to not do as many of those rooms after having had experience, all kinds of experiences. You're not, there's just only so far you're going to go with a crowd because it's a relationship. Yeah. And if they're not into what you're talking about, because I've done shows where I've gone around the country and I'm not like a sellout, but I'm doing yeah. stuff I know won't, well, that I know will work and I don't want to beat the head of a show business joke. Do you joke. think that you're pandering? I don't think I ever pander. Yeah. I just do, I pick from my material what I think would work in that yeah. room, but it's not as much fun. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Because I can, you can go and kill and then you feel almost like as bad as if you bombed sometimes. Yeah, and, the, and there's also a different w- wiggle room with that, or different. Yeah. Uh, there's a different continuum on that because, like, uh, you could do a room which was a great room and people like you, but they're not going to necessarily get some of my show business stuff, but it could still be a great show. Yeah. So there's different experiences you can have. Yeah. But I don't think you'll ever get over that because I think the best comics are sensitive. And they're not, and they don't. the The worst comics are the ones who say, "Hey, if things are going bad, I pretend they're going good." <laughs> I, hate, I don't enjoy them. Yeah, I'll just keep smiling. I go too wrong, too much in the other way. Of like, Me too. Uh, when I see other comics do what I do, over exaggerate how badly they're doing. Yeah, I see it in myself. Oh yeah, yeah. I think I might have done that last night. I'm still trying to make them laugh, but I've abandoned my material. Yeah. And I'm just talking to them. I'm squeezing everything I can out of them. Yeah. And I'm kind of like making little asides about the room. But anyways. And do they vary? Do it's they, not about me, but that really helped. I liked hearing that. Good. Thank you very good. much. And let's, let's build your... We have a bit of time left. Uh, so yeah, let's build your uh, utopian world even more. Coffee's already getting there. Coffee and, uh, and Seinfeld's food. Seinfeld's still around, but just take it down a notch. <laughs> uh, 
<laughs> I would say there would be no uh, GOP in the United States. That party would be gone. Yeah. And there would be a second party. Is all this stuff that's happening with the Republicans real, or is it just like this weird show, and then it's still going to be the Democrats after no. the election? No, you could be. It's been the Republicans in a lot of ways controlling. You know, I'm a huge fan of Obama. I think he will go down in history as one of the greatest presidents we ever had. Yeah. He's a brilliant politician in all the right senses of the word. What he said about Oregon last night, did you watch the whole video? Yes, I did. Very nice. It's Very great. good. It was great. And you got real. people like Piers Morgan saying, shame on you, POTUS. Oh, really? Not POTUS, but Obama. Because <laughs> I use POTUS because that's his official thing. But um, uh, yeah. no, the GOP, like I see how the right wing here could be right wing, but it's not. And I see that, it's, that I have a utopian view of what Canada is like. I really do. And oh, I realize yeah. that they're like, oh, there's no prejudice in Canada. Everyone's nice. But no, there's some rough people here, like yeah. everywhere. And I could see I could get my teeth knocked down my throat. Yeah. So, uh, which is the same thing when I went to London, too. It was like, oh, listen to those accents. But then there's also rough customers everywhere you oh, go. Oh, yeah. So, they're uh, all wasted. But the GOP is terrible. They're way worse than the conservative party up here. There's not comparison. They're, they're a thoroughly evil party that has only gotten elected uh, through wedge issues. So in yeah. a utopian world, there would be a second party that would have different philosophies towards issues, but it wouldn't be based on uh, Obama's right. from Kenya. Uh, well, we can't have all these fur- foreigners in here. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. Build a wall. Those. Uh, I, if I could snap my fingers and make those people go away, not go away. I just mean get rounded up and eventually be uh, uh, in some kind of a camp. You want two opposing? <laughs> I, I like that. I'm going to get closer to the concentration camp analogy, but without saying it's just an area where they can be. Yeah, yeah. All those crazy fascists should be rounded up and shot. But no, we're talking about if I. It's almost like it's if I had your own my druthers. You can have a choice. Yeah, yeah. If you they had your druthers, they would exactly. not be there. You'd have two opposing parties that had both humanitarian ideologies. Exactly. You oh. said it better than me, but that's exactly what I mean. Well, I was the, listening and I the summarized it. Would be real. They would yeah. be real. Like I believe, I understand that sometimes, like even in America, like in the nineties. They did that whole thing where they reformed welfare. Well, it was the the premise behind it was terrible. Yeah. But I can understand when there were people. It it it, it was you could make more money not working. That it would be natural not to. Uh, this is a very brief time period that this that some of these things happened where yeah you could make more money on welfare like. But because basically people, the argument that the that the social programs of the sixties didn't work, I don't buy that. I don't think they went far enough. Okay, you know, I think that yeah. Johnson, those people, really were going to eradicate poverty. So I don't, but I do believe that sometimes throwing money at things or uh, or or there's ways to create incentive that isn't that works better. So I'd be willing to hear someone's plan for something, right? You know, and they would have to start um, with this, yeah. We like, all agree that we're not going to wedge issue out, people. Yeah. No, it would have to be like... It would, wouldn't it be interesting to hear um, people mostly concerned about talking about the like the next generation? Like, they, like you know what I mean? Right. Yes. Because people uh, only... Uh, I forget who said it, but they only care about the issues that affect them directly. But it would be interesting to... I'm not even a political guy, so this is getting... You know what I'm saying, though? I know exactly what you're saying, and what you're saying is... Uh, like, if we all came together to understand that we can start from the beginning with the next generation. Yes. Sort of. Not, well, like, I not like a beginning, but a, like a... Yeah. I know what you're saying. It's a like a, a little bit of idea. an altruistic, outside-of-yourself thinking. Yeah, exactly. But And I'll tell you why I really 
resonate with that is because like all this argument when that whole Charlie Hebdo thing happened and my whole thing was and a guy wrote a great article it was just an amazing article about it like you know you can be sorry that people died but then you don't have to at the same time say I'm with I you know I accept because I had never heard of Charlie Hebdo yeah their cartoons were terrible yeah and I and, I, and it's like <laughs> I'm horrible. willing to accept that I'm willing to accept that even some of their cartoons I don't understand the point and they're good yeah but but the idea that uh, right, okay. that I I find out that you like Maha oh what's your religion and you like Muhammad what if I drew him with his balls uh you know it's like there's nothing to be you're only trying to provoke yeah and you're going after an under a class that's already uh it's like that guy Van Gogh who's actually a distant relative of Vincent Van Gogh he got killed Theo Van Gogh yeah, his, and yeah. uh, he hated he you know I, I may be wrong about some of the details but he was trying to provoke Muslims I think he hated Muslims and so he got yeah. killed that's not right that he got killed but uh, you know some of these people are trying they're trying to provoke people yeah. into reaction yeah, and that's nice. not art. I think it's nice to get to a place where you think all like pettiness and and stuff like that is like absurd. Yes. but still, why project that onto other people if they don't want to think that way? Right. Well, right. Like, what's your right to do that? Don't worry about them then. Yes. You know exactly. I mean? Absolutely. Absolutely. So it's like you have to. Yeah, it's like there's this weird thing that's happening right now with people who are like, oh, I don't care about anything, and people should get to this elevated state of mind because right. it's way more freeing and relaxing. But then also, like, but all of a sudden you're becoming the boss of other people because of that? Well, yeah. absolutely what you're saying is true. And the point <laughs> that I was going to make was everything depends on your selfish – not well, I'm saying this for real, but the selfish point of view. So, like, all these cartoonists, they gave an award uh, – not cartoonists, but writers, they gave an award to the Charlie Hebdo thing. Because the most important thing in their life is that they should be – they're scared that someone's going to come after them for their – uh, writings. Yeah. Meanwhile, did I see all those people also upset that when they wouldn't, people didn't want mosques near Ground Zero? Were they right. upset? And I, and, I, and maybe some of them were, but I bet most of them weren't because it doesn't affect them. They don't care about religion. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's a, that's the other one of my pet peeves. In a, a perfect world, people's the perfect world would be like almost like old school. Unless someone's bothering you, the idea that you're going to tell people. That what they you know if they're spiritual they're wrong, because you don't understand because you think science because your religion is science, and yeah. and you have no ability to uh, you don't have quote intuition you yeah. don't you don't meditate you don't th- you know there's a lot of people who are actually creative but they don't know why they're creative so that doesn't matter but there's a lot of people who don't quiet their mind and allow things to come in and they're saying oh I don't believe in a god unless uh, you know you produce the evidence yeah you know. Uh, yeah, all religions are basically uh, have very interesting things uh, to learn and glean from. And uh, so why can't we all just mutually coexist and appreciate that and learn from each other instead of like, uh, you know, always bulldozing other other guys off the cliff or whatever? Well, you're absolutely right. Now, that the, you know, just to make it clear, there are some things like when a cult is a cult, it's a cult. So Scientology and people go, oh, Scientology is just like other religions. No, it's oh, not. Yeah, right. It's not. No, uh, even the, or even your whatever the Christian sects you don't like, they don't tell you. They give you the Bible. Here's the Bible. They don't say if you give me thirty thousand yeah. dollars, I will show you some more stuff. Yeah, I will so show Scientology you is six. not a religion. It is a cult. It's a cult and a scam. Yeah. Oh, they got me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, great! Now my uh, podcast is going to be targeted. Did you see that? 
uh, documentary about yeah, them? Yeah, it was interesting. Did you I like it? it? Yeah, I liked it. Did you not like it? I liked it a lot. Of I course. like any documentaries. So um, sometimes like uh, I like things too much. Don't you think that Netflix is starting to make too many documentaries about everything? They have a documentary on there now about General Tao's chicken. <laughs> <laughs> like, what are you talking about? I know you, jo- you, you made that up, right? Uh, nope. <laughs> Isn't that well, funny? It's so funny because, but I think like when people watch reality, like my wife and I, we do watch these Real Housewives shows because they're terrible and we yeah, enjoy it for like funny. total escapism. Yeah. But I do think when people watch reality shows, they are hungering for documentaries sometimes. Yeah. So I actually haven't experienced that there's too many of them. But I see what but you're saying. But those reality shows, are they documentaries or what are they? No, no, no. They? But to the degree that sometimes people like them, they may like them because they think they're watching something real, even though it's contrived. Isn't that funny? You're yeah. still learning about human, human behavior, but right. you're learning about human behavior in the context of knowing it's behind the camera. Yes. In front of the camera, I should say. Right. Yeah. And then the, the reason why reality shows stink is you see the formulas, and yeah. then you, it's over. It's like, oh, Real yeah, Housewives, know, a couple people are going to be evil, and then the other people are going to talk about them. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, everyone's evil. Or everyone... Is it just a way of getting away with paying actors to do real drama? Uh, no, because they're not. They're terrible actors. Yeah. They no, just... that's what I mean. So oh, they get real oh with Al, gotcha. So yeah. it's just really a producer and an editor like shaping them. Well, the, I guess everyone knows this. Not much I don't thought, watch a lot of reality There's shows. not much thought behind a people who are executives. I mean, I don't dislike <laughs> every executive, but they're just like, oh. Are there executives in your utopian world? Yes, but they are they they're slaves. No, <laughs> no, no, no. I believe that the, I'm actually even though I can get very angry, I do believe like there could be a role. Like when I work with a, oh, I haven't worked with it, but uh, like if I've ever done a show with somebody, I want there. I actually like the idea that there could be feedback coming from the right place. You could be too close to it, you know. It's the Chris Locke show, and you don't see all the things about it. Yeah. But normally, that's not where the feedback's coming from. Yeah, it's coming from we're afraid that what you're saying will. It's all that stuff that you wouldn't normally do while you're watching a comedian. Yeah. You wouldn't go, oh, I don't know if this is going to play with the 18 to 49 people. Right, because demographics just equal dollars. Yeah. And it's so ridiculous. We know that in the real world, you couldn't have predicted the Beatles. Right. You couldn't have predicted uh, so bring- Andy Kindler. He looked out the window again. Yeah. Hi, guys. So let so, me see. So they really I would do be have- the dictator of the utopian world by the way. Oh, no no they really do i'm sorry no no i like your point better you're the dictator, I, uh, dictator of the yeah, utopian world i would world. tell people what to do but i would be a benign dictator oh that's nice it's would, that very nice would you hug everybody i yes <laughs> that was i, I would hug I, yes you've thought of some gross people no i'm thinking about seconds. would i have a lot of shoes like some of the dictators have oh like, yeah yeah or would i uh i wouldn't be violent but I might. Uh, so after a dictator is toppled, they always find out that he has a lot of shoes. No, just Imelda Marcos. No, is it Marcos's wife? Uh oh, right. I think uh, it was Marcos's wife that had a lot of shoes. How many? Seventy thousand. <laughs> what do you think I am? What am I, a stat guy? <laughs> I love watching you think. Eighty-two hundred. Seventy thousand shoes. I remember correctly. This guy uh, knows what I'm talking about. Uh, I don't know. I just like. I have you on here, and I do like doing the utopian thing, but we have like 10 minutes left. Can you tell me some just awesome showbiz stuff? Sure. Like, how many times have you done Letterman? Well, 
I know, and the way I do feel bad that I, uh, that I insisted the only reason why I would do this podcast is if you asked me towards the end <laughs> and how many times I But it's interesting you bring that up. I actually just thought to myself right now, I'm going to hijack my own podcast and just <laughs> take advantage of hanging out with Andy right now. I think I did uh, about 41 times because I did, I think, I, I'm a little bit wrong, but say about 10 or 11 stand-up spots and the rest of them were the field pieces. Yeah, that's amazing. It's amazing to me. I, yeah. I uh, it's like I really do sometimes when things. The only things that bother me in life are that when I get broke, and it's happened a couple of times, and I, it's just not yeah. fun. It's not fun where you go, oh my god, I really will could be. You know, thank you know, it's like I'm, I rose raised middle class. Yeah, my brother's successful he's in the banking business he saved my life a couple of times oh yeah so uh is he a fan of your comedy he and he's and he's very funny and oh awesome uh, uh, but uh yeah those things bother me but otherwise uh i don't know what i was going i was going with that Uh, the fact that you did letterman all those times oh yeah that when i would feel when i feel bad i say i really do say that's the only that was my dream I yeah. got to do my dream, and I still sometimes can't believe. I can believe that I got to do it, but yeah. I can't believe that he himself asked me. Uh, he himself asked me yeah. to do the field pieces. Yeah, like he didn't call me, but he called. Me, you know, it was his reasoning. Yeah, but you must you must have had a personal connection with him. Well, he is in many ways my comedy hero. I just yeah. and like many people are, just that whole thing where he took. He, he didn't start it. He didn't invent it. But he perfected the idea of I'm going to make fun of the premise. I'm going to make fun of myself. I'm going to make fun of other people. You're right. And I'm wow. going to and I'm going to be in the moment. And it's not like he. I didn't even put that together. Yeah, and that's to me was like a breakthrough. That's why I go after people like Fallon and Leno so much. Cause, yeah, because they're not no, having fun. Nothing entertaining to me about someone just being a nice guy. Even though yeah. I try to be a nice person in real life. Yeah. And I try because I not in real life. I think I am a nice person. I really do. Uh, I think so. But people <laughs> think that I'm not nice. If you just heard me, be, read me on Twitter, they right. just think I'm angry all the time. If uh, you saw I'm me on stage, sure. yeah, that's weird. Because here, I don't know. Like, obviously, you're super beloved here in Toronto and in Montreal. Well, fuck you. Oh shit. Uh, I mean, what does that mean? <laughs> we were wrong. I was trying to pick something <laughs> that I could turn on, so it just seemed crazy. You do go blue. It's Poignant. Hey, hey, uh, hey, what kind of, hey, did you guys shit? <laughs> who shit, who shits here? <laughs> it was terrible, right? Y'all shit. For the next 20 minutes, let me do bathroom material and let me really commit to it. Yeah, I love that. You ever remember that line from the Simpsons? I really look up to Letterman, you know, he was the oh, first yeah. one to, oh, excuse me, y'all shit. Y'all shit? <laughs> yeah, y'all shit. There used to be a guy, uh, his name was Roger Rittenhouse. Yeah. And uh, he's still alive, but he's a hilarious <laughs> comic. And he used to do this. He goes, I was in the South, <laughs> and uh, this comic I work with said, uh, I feel pretty good. Of course, I just took a big shit. <laughs> and, and then he said, the audience was like, this guy's good. <laughs> and, and he also. What are you supposed to do after that? And he you also. Follow that guy? Well, no, no, yeah, but no, no, he was doing his impression of a Southern comic. Oh. Yeah, okay. and he was totally being. But he, and then he also said, like, he would say to the crowds, he goes, and you people think you're stupid. <laughs> but I never liked bathroom humor for I some love reason. That. Yeah, I don't. I, uh, I have one joke about, like, the awkwardness of someone banging on the coffee shop door. 
I remember that there? joke. But it's but see, sometimes it is my about my it's my hang up. It is, yeah. but this is my hang up. I don't say I'm poo pooing. I'm pooing. Like I don't want to do that part. I just yeah. I'm on the toilet. Okay, sorry about that, but but the idea that people <laughs> get so graphic, yeah, is like uh, it will always be off putting to me. Yeah, it's gross. Yeah, and people talking about throwing jizz everywhere. God, I had to follow that last night. What am I supposed to say? I do that bit. The throw jizz bit? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> jizz is funny. What was the point of that bit? Uh, last night? I don't know. Oh, okay. We don't want to talk about yeah, it. Yeah, um, I don't know. Harry Mandel? <laughs> yeah. Harry Mandel put on rubber gloves and then did the jizz bit. You know, I always used to say about Harry Mandel that... You were very starstruck when you met him, right? Oh, are you kidding me? <laughs> oh, wait, now, do you have any more show business uh, things? I don't know. Do you? Oh, well, I'll never forget the time that... Mer- Did you like hanging out? With you? Yeah. Oh, this was great. Okay, good. I'm a huge great. fan. Oh, me... Geez. I think you're hilarious. Oh, thanks very much. I, so, uh, and oh. you're also, you're a great person, so... Oh, thanks very much. Well, you and uh, uh, your wife are great, too, and I love seeing you guys every time you come. And your Damn, wife... I feel is. like I'm wrapping it up now. <laughs> you can wrap it. Whatever you want to do. No, I want to... Um, you're going to say okay. something. I cut you off. Uh, I'm kind of like... That's what's happening right now, so I'm kind of like you, too. I get distracted so easily. But you see, you remember where I was, though, so I thought you didn't have ADD. No, I got a few... Uh, yeah, I put a few like markers in my mind but still it's hard right i I'm wonder not, if that's a, a comic thing too like naturally ADD. i'm never organized i uh i screw things up all the time you screw things like you forget things yeah i forget that i have committed to shows or meetings and yeah, i had yeah. that happen to me it was so frightening because when i was a little kid i was supposed to i'll never forget this i was like maybe 10 or 9 i never remember the ages but i, I don't know why it freaked <laughs> was me it out 10 or 9 i'm the it was eight and a half uh tops uh, I'll never forget. It's it, for some reason it, it traumatized me. Just because you're a little kid and it traumatized me. Yeah. All of a sudden, my mother says they're out there, and my mother was not was not out. She was out there, <laughs> but she says, they're out there. She's still alive. But she says they're out there. So I go out. I look out the the door, and all my friends are in a car with yeah. suits on. They're going to the United Nations. Yeah. And I was supposed to go with them. And I completely forgot, and I was so embarrassed. I couldn't believe it. And just the combination of them, they're all in suits. Yeah. They give me that. So did you not go? I didn't go. Because of? I couldn't have gotten ready in time. They were on the way. Just the fact that that, I think I have a cat here from the microphone in my mouth. Yeah, you don't have a cat. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) Just the fact that you have a memory that starts with your mom going, they're They're out out there. It's so scary. So recently, uh, this guy has a show called What Do You uh, What Do You Know, which is a, I love him. His name is Michael Feldman. It's a show yeah. out of Wisconsin. I've always he's a, I'm a huge fan. I always wanted to be on the show, and awesome. uh, he booked me. Yeah, and I just spaced out. And this is stuff I would never have done before. Oh, because I but you a, were already in Wisconsin. No, no, no. It was a call in. I was supposed to call in. Oh, okay. And so I wake up on Saturday morning, mm-hmm. two hours after it, with about eight messages on my machine. You know, like he had oh. called me live from the studio. Oh. And luckily, he was such a nice guy that I went back and there. But it was like yeah, those things would, horrify I would me. My, see, I would beat myself up for a good week after yeah. that. Well, how often does that happen to you? Two years ago, when I was, uh, uh, I had my own show here at JFL 42, I, I totally slept in through a. Uh, Sirius XM radio show. Oh, okay. and I know those people because they're it's Canadian, so I, I still apologize. Which guys were they? Allison Dore and uh, Oh, I know them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ward Al Ward or something. Right, Ward. right. Yeah, 
Ward. No, his name's Ward. <laughs> yes, he wrote a book. Really? I think so. I don't know. About comedy, I thought. I don't know him as well as I know Alice. I don't know him Jeez, at all. I'm just terrible. going along. I'm, I'm getting uh, terrible. I feel I, terrible I, again. I, I pretended I did know them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, hey, they wrote a book, right? Huh? Like, that gets you out of anything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know that guy. He wrote a book. Anyways. So we're very, very similar. Yeah. Except I'm hugely successful. You're hugely successful. And, I don't uh, like this character, but I kind of do. It's, but it comes from an honest place. It does, but I, I feel like it's a character that could get old very quickly. So you're, hu- you're hugely successful worldwide, but I have are huge in some Toronto. friends. You're huge in Toronto, right? <laughs> yeah, but so are you. <laughs> I used to say, you know, everyone's like, a lot of people, like, they're not that popular here, but they're huge in Europe. Yeah. And to be huge in Europe, I hear you have you just have to have a guitar. You in Toronto are like David Hasselhoff in Germany. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Now you just have to make a hamburger video. I really... F- What's a hamburger? Oh, that's right. His daughter filmed him drunk eating a hamburger on the... Why did his friend. daughter film To show him that he was messed up? Or maybe it was Seinfeld's daughter. <laughs> I know. I think she really did want to kind of show that he was going yeah, it's too like, far. Look, this is my dad. And everyone was like, I love him. So funny. <laughs> yeah. Best character ever. <laughs> It's very disappointing because I was such a huge fan of his work. <laughs> yeah, he was good at wearing a leather jacket, and then he was good at wearing a speedo. I like Baywatch. I didn't even like. I'm not even, I don't even care. I didn't even get turned on by the ladies. I like you the like plots. The story. <laughs> I watched Baywatch for the articles. <laughs> I never watched Baywatch. Baywatch was good. They had really yeah. I love. The I pl- like hot babes. <laughs> I don't Are you care. allowed to say that these days? I don't care what any guy says. <laughs> They will watch hot babes. I'll even watch Fox News for five minutes if they're hot. I literally worry if I can say I like hot babes these days on the internet. Because people are like, oh, why do they have to be babes? Because you're a comedian. Well, it's not like you're saying you hate women that you're not attracted to. Yeah, exactly. I love everybody. I I love love attractive women. Unattractive women, I wish they would leave the country. (laughs) Yeah. You guys got to go the way of the GOP. Well, I think that when I'm saying hot babes... I'm kind of being because I'm a comic. People aren't going to go. Uh, I'm really yeah, not putting you to babe. task. No, but I'm thinking babes. you're making me think about. It. Yeah, yeah. But then the thing is, uh, but I do have to admit that I see. Well, I, I see women. Men are very superficial. But like my dad, like I look at every woman. I always uh, put on shades and leave the house and walk into walls and all that stuff. Right, and I, and I you know, I look at every woman. <laughs> uh, you know, every woman of legal age. Although you can't tell with your eyes how old they are. Yeah. But uh, uh, you want to put my eyes in jail? But my dad didn't. <laughs> My dad never looked at women like that. So it's not like really? I think all guys are like that. My dad didn't, but my grandfather did. Yeah, I think so, I get it from my grandfather. Right. One time when I was six, he took me to the window. He's, he's like, Christopher, come here. Open the blind and pointed at a, another six-year-old girl walking down the street. And he said, you like that one? All right. Now, your grandfather <laughs> should have been imprisoned early. No, but he was doing it for my sake. Right. I get it. But it was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> I know he was your grandfather. Hey, Christopher. <laughs> What are you, from The Sopranos? <laughs> Christopher. <laughs> do people call you Christopher? How do you like this one? Uh, my family does. That's pretty cool. And now my wife does sometimes, too, because of my family, and now it feels weird. I think it's cool. Christopher, yeah. You should be Christopher Titus. <laughs> yeah, I probably will be. Do you know who he is? Uh, actor? Comedian. Comedian. You th- I think you're thinking of the show Titus. <laughs> yeah, I got mixed up with a whole show. He's the guy from the 90s that had his own show, too, the right? The guy from the 90s. The guy will pound you. He's a strong guy who's, uh, who's, quick, who's quick to anger. I mean, he had his own show in the <laughs> yeah, 90s, Yeah, called right? Titus. Yeah. Is that it? I think it no. was. Was it? There's something else called Titus, Okay, too. then what the hell is Titus Andromeda? That's another thing. 
That's the other thing. <laughs> I didn't even what finish the word. What is Andromeda? Andromeda. Do you watch Game of o Thrones? Yes, Game of Thrones. So you think huge. I will love? I it love then. Irish. Everyone shows. loves it, and yeah. so I would love it, right? Um, do you like no. nudity? Nudity, uh, yes. Rape, murder, death. I don't like rape. Well, why would you say nudity and then follow <laughs> it with try to? What do you? What do you? Uh, do you love uh, hot babes? Do you love rape? May, rape murder? <laughs> uh, now, do you also like um, what's another one that everyone likes? So Downton Abbey. I don't know that one. Okay, I've avoided that one. I like Game of Thrones because yes, okay, maybe vicariously I do live through some. I like seeing some violence. I like seeing people killed. Right. At the end of the day... I'm Why are you looking at me menacingly? <laughs> at the end of the day, and it's been a tough day, don't you want to go home and just relax and watch people get destroyed by axes and swords? I, well, it depends on how intense oh, it is. Oh, and now like, dragons. Well, I, it depends on how intense it is. Like, I, I really loved the Dexter for a few seasons, and then yeah, it got really I couldn't bad. watch it after I watched all of them, and I'm so mad that I did. But the one year where there was John Lithgow, got, it just was too graphic. It wasn't even that it went too weird. Right. Like I know towards the end it got weird, but the first couple of years I couldn't stop watching that show. Yeah, gore is gross. On Game of Thrones, though. Al Gore? That's yeah. not cool. Oh, sorry. He, he, you know. Al Gore. Isn't Tipper Gore the one that didn't want gore on rap albums? <laughs> she was. It's in, Yeah, she was actually bad that way. But yeah. Frank Zappa, yeah. who testified before that committee, he said that. He came to not like dislike her. He felt like she just was wrong-headed yeah. without being like malicious. Frank Zappa was really uh, reasonable considering uh, yeah. his music was so Weird. silly. Yeah, and he was very funny. Yeah. What was I going to say? Eh, just watch it. Okay, I will. Let me know. I will. Yeah. Lots do you of call murder. it Got? Yeah, I do. I'm in, I'm in a hurry. G-O-T? Yeah, I'm like, uh, I'm going to watch Got, and then I take off. I got an Uber. Are you an acronym guy? Um, now I am. I'm the world's worst interviewer. <laughs> What's your feeling about similes? Yeah, can you interview me for a sec? Yeah. Chris, what is the best thing? You, wh- I know you think I'm great, but what's the great? This is my, uh, my opinion on similes is I think they're like bananas. End scene. <laughs> I wish everyone would end their podcast with end scene. <laughs> end scene. You've just been had. You've just been kindled. <laughs> Nice shirt. Where'd you get that from? A bad shirt store? You just got kindled. I auditioned uh, this morning as a uh, fat loser cop. (laughs) (laughs) Is it on the show Fat Loser Cop? Uh, No, but hopefully I'll get my own spinoff. I would love it if you got that role. Yeah. Hey, like, uh, it's really embarrassing. I I did two auditions today, and uh, they're always like that. Like, fat loser that just ate a cheeseburger, fat loser that's begging for a cheeseburger. Right. Yeah, I'm really good at it. Uh... The thing that's nice about uh, showbiz is that they don't typecast people. <laughs> no, give me a chance. You could, they'll say, look, let's, that guy could be the lead. The worst thing about the show, Louie, is uh, when you're a fat, bald loser now, people go, yeah, but look at Louie. Right, right. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not yeah. the same as Louie. <laughs> but can you act like Louie? Would you do the sighing and the gasping and the, and the walking down endless aisles? I'm too optimistic. He is not. His scripts are seven minutes less dialogue just with him. And I walk down Sixth Avenue and I look to the left and I see a flower lady. Yeah, and then he dates her and it gets awkward. But in Louis, it's always like he's so surprised. Oh, this woman wants me to dress up like. like remember when he dressed like a woman? For, I didn't see, no. for, he did just like a woman. I didn't see that one. I love the show, but I haven't seen all of them. I got to admit. 
boy, you are not going to uh, believe me. He's, I'm not going to uh, make you, it. No, you, no, no, no. You want, it's obvious you want to be on Louis' good side. Why don't you join me with the burning the, every bridge? <laughs> I, w- I will. Yeah. In 10 years, I will. And I'm starting already. You get bitter when you stay in Canada for too long. <laughs> it's true. Do you it's want true. to go, go down to the... Uh, to, to, uh, I go LA? to LA and I do the shows down there, all, all the hot shows with everyone that's cool, and I love it. And then yeah. I come home and it's cold. Yeah, I could see... You know, I have a magical view of places like Toronto because there's such a great, really great artist here and yeah. such a great town. But I could see how anything which... I could see that the... Just when I see how many shows there are on yeah. Canadian TV... There's li- this limited. You have you know? a good collection of comedians that you get to do the alternative show when you're in Canada, and those are mm, like the best. And that, they're yeah. my group of friends, and it's really nice. And it's that and you're it, like it's, 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 getting it, them up there. Yeah, and it's not only that, but it's like the crowd. It's, it's like there's no like the comedy bar. There's no better club in the world. There's no better. It's like yeah, it's almost like the renaissance of comedy. Not started here, but it's it's peaked. It's not. It's it's happening here. Something's happening here. Yeah, I know you were a real proponent for it a few years ago, and still. But even when I travel to other places in the states too, and they go, "Oh, Toronto, the comedy bar," like it's really uh, changed cool. everything. Yeah. yeah, it's really nice. Okay, yeah, we've talked for a long time, but I really this was love fun. It. But I want you to wrap it up. Anything you try and wrap up your utopian world just for me. Just because uh, we've made it this long. Well, I think in my utopian world that people would get more into the other side of their minds, which I have gotten in touch with. And, I, and I'll, I'll give you like an example of something I heard in the radio. Is this getting Jim Carrey-ish? No, there's a show called On Being with Krista Tippett. Yeah. It's, a pop, it's not as popular. It's an NPR show. I really love it. She talks to spiritual people. And there's these uh, Vatican uh, astronomers. They're like Vatican astronomers. Okay. They're Catholics. They're spiritual. and uh, But they, of course, you know the Pope, the current Pope believes in evolution he believes so it's like yeah they were talking about how the, he said the guy who was this uh vatican astronomer he was saying he was giving a speech and someone goes how do you balance uh you know how do you feel like when you're doing science you don't you know you're in the mode of you don't know and yeah. yet you're in the faith and you're certain with your faith and the guy goes why do you think having faith means you're certain right goes, i wake up every day with doubts he goes the opposite of doubt is not faith the opposite right. of doubt is certainty and I thought that was really interesting. And so that's why I feel like I feel like we're all part – in a perfect world, we would all realize – we wouldn't have to realize that there's, say, quote, God, however you see that. Yeah. But you would be open to the part of where you allow information in. And I'm, I'm as guilty of this as anybody else where you're talking, 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 and you don't – you're not quiet, and then you don't sense things, or you're trying to use your mind. Yeah. So in a utopian world, we would be able to be, we wouldn't be embarrassed to be able to dance, you know, or to be able to breathing exercises and meditation and and all these different things. But they wouldn't be new agey. Yeah. New agey sometimes makes it simplistic. No, it's corny. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, there's something about our our whole century so far that. thinks that uh, even acknowledging the magic of the universe it's that's terrible. still out there is a weakness. It's a baby with the bathwater thing because yeah, religion yeah. F- has failed in so many ways. Yeah. Organized religion has failed in so many ways that people said, well, I don't want any spirituality. But yeah. you need many times, like I feel myself culturally Jewish, but sometimes I do long for a community of like people uh, that can get together. So I think that that's, that's what's so great Amazing about this Pope. I mean, obviously, yeah. I don't be- 
believe in the doctrine of the church and you know in relation to women and choice and all that stuff but yeah. the fact that he's getting in touch with the the Christ message of the poor and all that stuff is yeah, great it's nice. so i'm just saying in a, in a utopian world we would all accept Christ as our savior <laughs> I am going to end it there. That's good. Thanks so much for coming on. Thank you. This was a pleasure. I'm glad because we didn't get a chance. That's my wife. Ow! Oh, I almost sorry. broke a table. That's my wife okay. going on her way to get uh, her hair done. Yeah. Like a lady. Are you okay? He was so ex- I'll just say, he was so excited to see his wife, he waved with vigor and then smashed the waving hand into a table. I would have been not okay if I had broken the table. You know what, though? This lady's very nice. She would not be nice about that. <laughs> Damn, we wrapped it up so good, and then we almost broke this place. Oh, my God. I've split my arm into four parts. But thank you so much. Judaism, the Muslims. <laughs> now your arm's not going to get back together again? Would you like to hear about the, the message? I'm sorry. Is that the way they say it? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Have you heard the message? No. Have you heard the good news? Piers Morgan is retired. <laughs> okay. That will end it. And ladies and gentlemen, that's not, I'll end it for you, right? Okay. That's another episode of What's Up with Utopia. I'm your host, Chris Locke. Next week on the show, we're going to have Jimmy Fallon. And uh, don't forget to go to the website and get the, all the merch, the Utopian merch. I, I listened to the Utopian podcast, and all I got was this T-shirt. <laughs> and I got, I'm locked. And don't forget to get your I'm locked down. Lock it down. Locked it down. Christopher. Hey, then don't forget to get my shirt. Hey, Christopher, you think this six-year-old is hot? <laughs> and then on the back, that's what my grandfather said to me. I can't believe I threw my dead grandfather under the bus. Is he dead? Bus. Is he dead? Yeah. That's the best part of the story. <laughs> what? I didn't mean it that way. No, no. No, I know it's what, okay. I did know what you mean, but I am going to make a couple of calls. <laughs> Uh, You're a living legend Thank you And I don't feel well So if I should go today (laughs) I got it I got you This was It was all worth it This is your last If this is the last thing I do If you went today And you're not going to This You said really really nice things on here Isn't that nice? It is nice But but if this is the last thing I do in my life Not going to be happy with it (laughs) (laughs) Okay That was Andy Kindler Andy thanks so much again for coming on It was so much fun hanging out with you talking about coffee, and looking at people walk by outside the window. And guys, uh, girls, uh, for some weird reason, if you're not familiar with uh, Andy's stand-up, follow him at Andy Kindler on Twitter, and you will see him, what we talked about in the podcast, about how he likes to rant about funny things and political things. But go see him live, and you probably already have. But just if you Google his name a million things, Funny things come up that you can find. So that's it. And then follow us, please, at Utopia to Me. I think it's, okay, honestly, I think it's weird to have a personal Twitter account and then make another Twitter account for your podcast. I know, right? So the podcast uh, Twitter account only has less than 400 followers, uh, but a lot of people listen to it, but they follow me. I don't know. Follow at Utopia to Me if you want. But my Twitter thing, at Chris Lock Fun. Obviously, we'll be promoting the same stuff, too. So follow both. I don't know. I'm greedy. That's what it is. I'm Twitter greedy. But you guys don't be greedy now that you skied down those hills and busted your butt on those moguls and you have went through all that nice powder. Now you guys get to relax uh, in, the, in the chalet, right? On the couch with the fire burning and listen to another podcast. Hmm. 
Maybe the next episode that comes out. Maybe an old episode. Find an old one. There's some good ones out there. But that was Andy. That was me. And uh, you guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. Vote, uh, you know, rate us on iTunes. Leave comments. Promote it. You guys are being so nice. Uh, Thanks again. And go out there and just, you know, drink a glass of water for the planet. You know what I mean? Mmm. Fresh. Thank you. Thank you.